1: Welcome, everybody, to all hang up and listen. Brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case on Georgia and Boulevard. I am Dwayne Stein, a host of Two Goalies on Mike, joined by my co-host Connor Hurley. Sabers lose five to four. In, I guess we could say dramatic fashion, uh, questionable fashion. Uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to digest. Connor, uh, initial thoughts.
0: I think we need just generally need to discuss the uh, Dougie Hamilton no call where he shot it out of his own zone and they discussed for it seemed like two to three minutes and they decided that somehow they decided with no real visual evidence that the puck hit the glass and deflected out of the zone and then 10 seconds later upl shoots the puck out of his own zone and the sabers get a penalty and the devils score I think it was the game winner. Or if not the game winner, then it was to make it 4-3. to Cousins scored to make it 4-4. And then uh, they eventually, and then Howell, I think, got a tip. Yes, exactly. That's what it was. But it felt like that discussion between the refs was so long to the point that maybe they didn't have conclusive evidence. I'm not sure, but. Looked if you're, pretty closer to me. Yeah, you, it, it looked like it didn't hit the glass. Um, a few of my buddies and I were talking that the Sabres don't get the same calls at home, or at least it seems like they don't get the same calls at home that other teams do. Uh, It seems they've been on the short side of a lot of really bad calls this season. And that's significantly impacted a few different games Uh, with that being one of them. Of course, they eventually tied the game and then the devils come right back down and score with a deflection in front of the net Um, really tough position for UPL to be in tonight. I don't necessarily blame him, but I do believe he could have had a few of the goals that were scored on him. Um sure. Of course, with the deflection in front of the net, the game winner from Howla, you'd like him to be a little bit farther out. Howla. 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 How howla. Howla, howla. Howla, howla, howla. if you hear me? Howla. I don't have a, I don't have a pronunciation guide in front of me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, But you'd like him, especially on point shots. Like for me as a goalie, I'm not an NHL goalie, but It seems like if you challenge a little bit more on those, you reduce the risk of a deflection going in your own net because you're taught to get out on top of your crease and be as close to the offensive threat as you can to mitigate that risk of a deflection going in. So your body is there to potentially get in the way of that type of deflection. And I felt like he was a little bit deep in his net. He's a big goalie, so he does do that. But I do believe that if you played a little bit more aggressive, he could have prevented that. By no means am I blaming him for the loss. But I do believe the Sabres probably would have won had Eric Comrie not left the game, uh, which is unfortunate for him, unfortunate for the team. Uh, Really, really tough break.
1: Yeah, it sucks, too, because, like, Comrie was kind of getting into his own there, right? Like, he was making some big saves. We saw the big glove save. Was it on – Who was the glove save on? It was who was on, but it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, He looked like he was zoning in, Um, you know, devils are applying a lot of pressure. Uh, Their big guns were producing their big guns were getting chances. And he, for the most part was shutting the door and. uh, You know, uh, he scored four goals tonight. You know what I mean? Uh, Against a devil's team. They should be good enough to win. Um, I know how great of a season Jack Hughes is having. He had a couple points tonight, right? Uh, I think just one actually. Just one? Oh, we cut them to one? Huh? <laughs> that's crazy. So 18 points in seven games brought the yep. point per game total down. Not bad. A couple claps for us. But um, yeah, I uh, I thought Comrie was was looking really good in that. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, um, we don't have an update on his health or what happened. I would I I think you'd agree that's probably
0: a knee or a groin, right? I'd argue the way he reacted, it was a grunt. Yeah. Um, The knee, especially the movement he had going from his post out, he made a kick save with his right pad, and it felt like such a quick movement early enough in the game that maybe he wasn't exactly warm yet. I know it was in the second period, but early enough in the second period that potentially he just tweaked something. And that can happen. I mean, he's a little bit on the older side. Uh, You never know with stretching these days. Of course, these guys are in incredible shape. But certain movements in net, you can tweak something really easily. And so. the way that he reacted definitely seemed like it was way more serious than just your casual strain. You know what I mean? Like he was unable to get off the ice. And I, and I saw UPL on the bench immediately grab his helmet. He knew exactly what was happening at that moment. So, yeah, this – I feel like this is going to be a week-to-week, potentially month-to-month injury for Eric Comrie. And that leaves the Sabres with Devin Levi, who is coming off likely a groin injury himself. We don't know, but you got to think with the day-to-day designation. And then Uko Pakalukinen, who looked good to begin the Senators game, ended pretty shakily to let them back into that game. And then he comes in cold against one of the best offensive teams in the league and doesn't necessarily perform great. So... After all the confidence that was inspired by Eric Comrie and UPL to begin the Senators game, the Sabres goaltending situation is now extremely precarious, precarious. And it it begs the question, especially if there's another injury, you're not bringing Dustin Tokarski up to backstop this team. It begs the question, do you look to make a trade? Um, Because this team is going nowhere if they can't stop the puck. I think Not we've wrong. known that for a long time. Not wrong. We've known that for a long time. This team has only gone anywhere when they've been able to stop the puck, i.e., Dominic Kassler and Ryan Miller. But the lack of confidence that they likely have in their situation right now is way worse than they thought it would be. I, I would say at the moment. Um, so they're going to have to figure something out.
1: Yeah, I uh, I know. Was it uh, Cooley, the goalie down in Rochester? Uh, I forget who it was. It might have been Lance Lyasowski from the Buffalo News. He mentioned it looks like we might get to see a debut of that slug helmet sooner than he ex- expected, uh, depending again on you know how far along Devin is. Uh,
0: um, do you really want Cooley coming up from the AHL? I mean, what do you
1: what do you have? What choice do you have right now? No, I, I
0: know that's the choice, but I'm saying like, no. I mean, about, we talked about a trade in the offseason. We talked about a trade at the deadline. They haven't done really anything aside from keep the same guys that they had last season and also place their trust in a 21-year-old rookie who's already hurt after you started him four games to begin the season. So Kevin Adams is at a tipping point. He's at an inflection point in terms of the direction of the team, three and five going into a game against one of the best teams in the league. So you see how that game goes. If Devin Levi is healthy and he gets on a little bit of a run, great, but you're not going to play him four games in a row again. And then you got to see where you are with UPL. I don't feel great about it i'm going to be honest i do not feel great about it and that's coming from someone who's typically optimistic about goaltenders they're uh I,
1: don I Renato just updated in the presser uh they will not have an update on uh on eric Comrie until tomorrow so
0: a non a non update update
1: yes a non-update update
0: fortunately we have no update for the update for eric comry uh, uh, so if you're going to break that one down I imagine that's worse than it is good. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I think we all know what it is, though.
0: I think yeah, we... I, I think
1: that's that's a groin...
0: You there? Was that Star Wars? I don't know where that came from. Sorry. De- Devin Levi's music. Uh, it is. But that almost feels like a groin pull, not a groin strain. Which, or mm. not a rupture, because got a a ruptured groin would be really bad that's a four-month injury um so yeah you 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 see what happens there but i'm not particularly confident in upl and i don't think this i don't think if devin is good to go for sunday it is goat head
1: night and we know what that means there it is will we finally see him the debut in his goat head gear. The
0: go gear. He, he, he honestly, Colorado Avalanche. he really needs to against that type of team if he's healthy. If yeah. he's not 100%, you don't put him in. No. Um, I agree. You can't run into the same
1: issues that you're running in and out right currently with Eric Comrie. And then you have UPL as your starting goalie. And
0: then whoops. against against a team that loves to get up and down the ice. And, yep, and Nathan, Nathan McKinnon can score from anywhere. So yeah, they're only two two years removed from uh, winning a Stanley Cup. So it's really I, scary. Uh, he had a good game against the Avalanche last season. Actually, remember when he went on that West Coast swing and he actually played really, really well at the end of January, won four straight games. Um, he's capable of it, and we saw for the first fifty-five minutes of the Senators game, he's a good goalie when he's on. Yeah, the problem is he's not always on.
1: And I'm not going to speak for, for, for UPL. I'm just going to say what I see. I speak to what I observe is once that one shaky goal goes in, like it's, he, he's one of the more difficult goalies I've seen uh, under the Sabres where he has trouble shaking off a bad goal. And, you know, whereas with Devin, we've seen it in the past, you know, whether it was in a win or a loss, he doesn't let a bad goal like stay with him, and he yeah. can, you know, he gets right back into the game, like next shot mentality. Whereas UPL, it's not like that. And again, I'm not gonna judge UPL too much on tonight. Like I know we want, we wanted to save there uh, on that point shot, especially. But in the day, like that's a tough spot to be put into.
0: No, and like the breakaway, that's a good move by Hala. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good move. Um, and then the. Jack Hughes' shot, which was credited to Timo Meyer. I saw uh, Maniac tweeted that it looked like it was going wide and got deflected in, either by Meyer or another guy in front, potentially even Samuelson, so that looked like a weird one too. Um, So, yeah, three somewhat difficult goals, by no means softies. No. So, I think you take it for what it is. If Devin Levi is not 100%, you can't start him against the best team in the league. And then you oh. go with UPL. In the Goatheads at home on a Sunday, there's probably going to be 10,000 fans in the building. Um, I hope more. I really, really hope more. Especially against a team like the Avalanche. Like, you think that would be a game, especially a Goathead game, that the fans show up. But I'm absolutely mm-hmm. anticipating that building to be half empty.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I don't think it'll be half empty, honestly.
0: Do um, you think the fact that it's on a Sunday afternoon would yeah, inspire the more to go- Yeah, they're exactly. So I don't but think it's
1: half empty. It's
0: also a football Sunday, though.
1: Yeah, but the Bills have already played. And that's the thing, though. Like I don't know. I expect hope Bills have already played. I, I I just don't think it'll be half empty. Hope, um, hopefully, more than fifteen thousand people, people love coming to the Goathead games, and not to mention people love coming to games where they can see the opposing star players. And the, hopefully, I, I, if they get more than fifteen thousand, I'll be happy. Um, I, I would say probably around 14, 14 and a half, I think. I, think. Yeah. I mean, every Goathead game they've played in, they've almost played to a sellout crowd.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the Sunday afternoon might be the best best time for that. Um, yeah. Like, they fly I, I home tonight, be... they'll practice tomorrow, and then you see what happens. Um, off the goaltending, I thought the offense, for the except for the third period, they dominated most of the game, especially at five on five. They had most of the go- good scoring chances. They had a lot of pressure in the offensive zone. Uh, Tage's goal was obviously incredible. Uh, it seems yeah, like he's re- really gaining his confidence back. And, and uh, top, that
1: was a good pass. I mean, Granite. it was like, had a much better game, too. Yeah.
0: Um, Dylan Cousins continues to produce. So that's Beautiful an encouraging sign. He is just th- throwing the puck on net and getting dirty goals. And that's kind of what you want from him. Rasmus Dalin is Rasmus Dalin. He's got a. Seven-game point streak now. Uh, I think he did have a few tough defensive plays tonight. Uh, that pass to Samuelson that uh, led to the Esper brat goal wasn't great. Um, I do think Samuelson could have got it. So just yeah. a little bit shaky on both of their parts. And the defense, I mean, Connor Clifton, I don't necessarily blame him too much for that. I think he's trying to make a hit. The guy turns. And he happened it's to just, catch him. It's just unfortunate. I think yeah, that plays bad luck.
1: every time. Um, it's bad luck. Yeah, it sucks. You know, it, I don't think he
0: intended to do that.
1: No, no, no. You know, we talked about you know extensively the Brady Tichuck, you know, uh Alex Tuck fight from the other night, um, where you know, people talk about timing and not being able to like control themselves and emotions. Like that's a situation where I do look at it and I'm like. Does he deserve the match penalty? Yes, he does. But do I think he meant to hit he share in the head? Absolutely not. Um, it just it sucks. But like in the Brady Kachuk thing, like I think he absolutely knew he was falling and was just trying to get one last swing in and bounce
0: Tuck's head off the fucking uh, of the ice. But
1: I'm not gonna get into that because I could talk about that for an hour. Totally. Um, we uh, you went
0: you went you went somewhat viral for that.
1: I did. I did. Uh, over a million impressions actually between three different tweets, 2 million impressions. So, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty stoked about that. Not bad. Not bad. Not just not a big deal. Um, we do have, I was asked to talk about this from Matthew David, who's happened to be one of my Sabres group chats. So I want to bring this one up real quick. Uh, and it's a good point. Something we should talk about. Um, and I guess it just goes to point uh, to the point of you know how good of a team New Jersey really is. Shots on goal, forty to twenty-seven. Um, they won every single period, uh, sh- you know, shots-wise, except for uh, the second. Face-offs. I mean, we we got to start winning, uh, especially defensive zone draws. Yeah, uh, we're constantly behind in that every single game. Um, and I mean, you look at,
0: you, you look, you look well, at aside from the other night when they did, I think it was the Senator's game or the Canadians, or maybe it was the Islanders game last week. Yeah. They have had a couple of games where they've won the faceoff battle. Surprisingly, I do point to those offensive zone draws with a minute left and the goalie pulled Casey Middlestat was taking the draw and he went over three. Yeah. Is he your best face-off guy? He usually is. Yes. So that's unfortunate because I don't necessarily think he's the best face-off guy. <laughs> no,
1: and, I, it's, it's, and it stinks. See, I mean, I don't know what you got to do, man, to figure out, you know, how to get better on the draw, whether you, you literally take an hour in a practice. And just I think they guys. do, though.
0: Like, they do practice these things. Like, you see reporters tweeting about it. Like, you see specifically guys working to the side. It really just comes down to timing and getting a feel for these refs. Like different linesmen have different tendencies, and you need to time it correctly. Like Sidney Crosby has made a career out of it. You know, Ryan O'Reilly is one of the best in the game still. These guys know exactly what they're doing at the right moment to put themselves in the best position to win the puck back. And sometimes it's not even timing it right. It's getting your stick down, tying them up, and winning the puck back. It's a very nuanced thing. But if you work hard for it and you get your your wingers involved, like you can win draws. I just don't necessarily think they're working hard enough for it. Yeah, uh, from Greg here. Can this D ever play good
1: in front of their own goalies? I'll answer right now. No, uh, it is almost common well. kind of how bad they are. They how bad they let their. I'm assuming how bad they are in front of their goalies. I will
0: say. I will say this season has been better than last season. Yeah. It has though. It has. Maybe. Well, to, maybe. Like what, what are we talking about? Like two percent better? Because no, no, no. But like the goals are goals against, pretty bad. The, aside from tonight, the goals against are way down. Um, the chances are way down. If you look at Corsi for, Corsi against, uh, all of these statistics that you look at for defensive efficiency, this team is better defensively than they were last year. It's that the offense has, aside from the past two games, it has. There has been some regression. Like I think everybody and their mother knew the Sabres weren't going to score as many goals as they did last season. That's just not possible. So I think it's got to get to a point where they get in, they get into a groove where they trust each other because a lot of the time they have these turnovers in their own zone and it happens so quick because the skill is so good. You saw it with the devils tonight that, that yes for Brackle Darlene, misses Samuelson by an inch, he takes the puck away, and it's a breakaway and a goal. Mm-hmm. You you see on the power play with Cousins, the, the errant pass to Darlene, Holla gets the puck, goes down a breakaway goal. Like, it can happen so, so quickly. So turnovers are obviously a big thing, and we talk about puck watching. I still think there is a fair amount of it, but I honestly do believe it's way less than last year. I, I'll, I'll agree to an extent. I just think it's still probably it's not good.
1: No, I mean, exactly. Like, 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 what percentage wise are we saying? Like, is it better from last year? Like,
0: I think it's at least ten percent better. Uh,
1: I we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I just see. I still see. Even even Darlene's been guilty of it, man. Just staring down at pucks. We're we're still, honest to God, one of the worst teams in the league, below our own dots. Le- le- one of the least physical teams. And to the, the the listeners' point or the you know viewers' point, like. Clifton, even though if Clifton's gone, doesn't mean you can't play physical in front of your own net. They don't. They don't tie up bodies. They just don't. They don't. They no. sit. They stand next to them. They stand. They stand next to uh, next to the opponent, but they don't tie guys up and leaves leaves that leave guys open right there, there for rebounds. Like the one goal on Comrie, perfect example. Like it's just nobody's there to tie the man up. If Clifton likely is suspended, which feels like might happen. Oh, you're going to get all, you're going to get, you're going to get your first look at Jacob Bryson this season.
0: Yeah. Who <laughs> doesn't inspire a lot of confidence defensively. I would act, much job. rather have Riley Stillman in the lineup. seems like he's doing all right in Rochester. So yeah. especially with the, the quick turnaround Sunday, Sunday afternoon, it does think it, I do think we'll probably see Jacob Bryson against the avalanche on Sunday. And Oh boy.
1: Yeah. yeah from the 10 man think coach needs to go. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> His whole staff can kick rocks, but not him.
0: Yeah, um, we know how Dwayne feels about Matt Ellis. Yeah.
1: Or are we still not in panic mode yet? Uh, we're three and five right now, correct? Not in panic mode. Not in panic mode, no. Um, if we I'm get- more confident in UPL than Comrie. Um, well, you're going to have to be at this moment because it doesn't look probably a month. I would say so. Yeah, see, uh, to your point earlier, he has beaten uh, – UPL does have a win against Colorado – uh, this game and by Devin's early struggles has made it apparent that choosing to run it back with a three goalie system was a mistake. The team deserves a better goal to any situation. Um, I, I, I get it. Like I get it. Devin's like record isn't in, isn't like good. He's what one in three. Um, at the same time, I wouldn't say it struggles. I would say it was more, at least for the first three games, the inability to score like first, Devin, first, first, first five games. Yeah. Uh, first three, his first three starts, he did his job. He gave that team, team every chance to win. They just couldn't produce, um, couldn't buy a goal. And then, obviously, for about a period and a half, then, obviously, the wear and tear of starting four games in a row started to, started to show. Um, I, I am fully confident that if Devin Levi is healthy, that you can go right back to him, and he's not going to miss a beat. And he's going to be ready to go, much like what Eric Comrie looked like to start tonight's game.
0: I believe that too. I'm still very confident in him. His athletic ability, his as we talked about his his mental preparation. I'm at least somewhat hesitant throwing him immediately back in there against a team like the Avalanche. I think potentially the Flyers next week would be a little bit better of a situation. I think it's a home and away against the Flyers next week. Uh-huh. They're not nearly as offensively potent. It's not going to be as run and gun. It's kind of be it's going to be a little bit of an uglier game, we know how they play. We know how they know they, they like to muck it up. Whereas the Avalanche game is going to be a lot like tonight. It's going to be up and down the ice. Oh man, can you imagine if we had three on three tonight? Oh, it's so much fun. It would have been. We should most, have
1: had three on three tonight. Realistically,
0: yeah, it would have been the most entertaining display of hockey ever. Um, we have had three on three. I mean, the game almost felt like a three on three game in the second period. Like it was one of the more entertaining games of hockey I've watched in a long time. And that makes me feel a little bit better than I normally would after a loss. So I think you take this, you learn from it. You go against the avalanche on Sunday. You try to get at least one point against one of the best teams in the league. And then you switch your focus to a beatable Flyers team, uh, two games next week. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there, but go ahead game, hopefully a good crown Sunday afternoon. For, uh, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm checking because I, I I subscribe to a lot of the beat reporters here on Buffalo. I'm just waiting to see if we have any comments about Levi's status and where he is at in his recovery. Uh, as for UPL, he's the least of my concern. The turnover uh, from, this is from Granado per Mike Harrington. As you would expect, no update on Comrie from Granado. Other than that, we'll find out more tomorrow. As for UPL, he's the least of my concern. The turnovers and inconsistency bothered him. So did the missed call on the puck over the glass, and you saw Donnie was was heated. He was heated when they made that call against Buffalo after they just missed it moments before that. Like you don't see Donnie like react that like that emotionally on the bench, but he was heated. He was hot. Yeah, and he he right to me. They missed the call.
0: Yeah, I um I don't blame it all him at all. As as we said, that seemed like a situation where they were over discussing it, overthinking it. And they decided for one reason or another to say that it deflected off the the boards with no proof whatsoever. I don't know what the original call was. I don't know what the the discussions were. It'd be nice if we could hear these discussions as fans. Um, We've talked about that in the past. But, yeah, it is uh, an unfortunate bad break that seems to be all too common for the Sabres these days.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Sunday... Obviously, Sunday against Colorado. Um, what what are you expecting? Do you think they run back the same lineup? Do you think Olsen – I know they didn't have Benson in tonight's lineup. Uh, do they run back the same lines? Do you see Benson back in? Uh, do you think he – I didn't really get an update on why he was out other than they just putting Jost in for him. Olsen, I, mean, that, I mean, he that, played with that.
0: That felt like an injury situation again, right? Yeah. Like he was still recovering day to day. So
1: I feel like you might be right on that one.
0: I don't think – I don't think all of a sudden played badly, and I do think he's been a little bit better with Okposo and Gergensens. Strangely enough, I don't think any of us would have expected that, given the type of player he's been in the past. So, yeah, I, especially same same deal with Devin Levi. Like, if Zach Benson's not healthy, or if he's not 100, percent, don't throw him again, throw him against one of the best teams in the league. It's just not worth it, especially for such a young player with so much promise. And so yep. much ability to help you later in the season when it matters more. Of course, wins matters now. And as we talk about, they cannot fall behind too too much, too early in the season. Because these teams ahead of them are playing really, really well. Detroit especially. Who you think that they're going to be trying to keep pace with all year for that last wild card spot. Yep. So, I don't necessarily think they played a bad game tonight. Of course, the turnovers were bad. But... The offensive opportunities were there. They scored four goals. I think it was just a lot of unfortunate breaks, obviously with Comrie, obviously with the, the missed call over, over the glass. I think they run it back. You're, you're getting more confidence with Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson. Skinner's still getting opportunities, although tonight he didn't have his best game, but he's had a great season. He's producing. Dylan Cousins looks better. Uh-huh. JJ Paterka looked amazing tonight. Uh, he is the fastest player on the ice. Every time he hits the ice, which is really saying something in today's NHL. Uh, you saw the, the mic'd up of Peyton Krebs telling him how fast he was. Uh, I think everybody knows what level to his game that that he has. And you saw it on that first goal. He's got a good shot, too. He's got a few really, really nice goals this season. Mm-hmm. Just letting it rip from the, the high slot. JJ has been good all over the ice. And I don't, I don't think I, anybody expected him to be known other than his speed for his wrist shot. Dude, his
1: his release is just quick like
0: that. Oh. And it's so nuts. I'm encouraged by him. Um uh, Jordan Greenway, I thought had another strong night. Uh good down low, physical presence. I really loved when Greenway, Tuck, and Thompson were out there together. That is a massive line. That's likely the tallest line in the league. Yep and one of the more physical aside from, from Tage, but he doesn't need to be. You think at at
1: some point I thought about it too, kind of near the end of like one last, like six to five minutes, like maybe they should throw talk, Tage and Skinner back out there for one shift. See what happens.
0: Maybe. I I think they eventually will. Yeah. At some point, Um, maybe just to get something going and change. I think the whole
1: point of breaking them up was to get them individually going again. I think you've, you've accomplished that. Yeah. Um,
0: and, so. and maybe that would catch the other team off guard if they weren't prepared for it. So, yeah, yeah. you see what happens there, uh, especially given how good they were last season and they, they had a slow start. Uh-huh. But no, I, I think you I think you roll back the same lineup. These past two games have been good against two really good teams. Obviously, Ottawa's was not playing too well, but I'm encouraged by what I've seen, especially the last three games. Obviously, they should have won that Montreal game. And I mean, even go back to the last four games, the win against the Islanders. I think everything since the Flames game has been slightly encouraging for this team. Of course, they're two and two in their last four, but they're three and five. And as we said, you can't judge too early. So you figure from Nick
1: uh, Alfidi, I'm really excited for Levi too, but I feel like asking to play 50 games or more as a rookie is tough. I feel like having a good 1A, 1B situation would be a great safety nut. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I just, it's not that I wanted Devin Levi to start the season to play 50 or more games. It's just I felt like that's probably the direction this was heading.
0: Well, I, I think we all felt like it was possible, right, given what we saw at the end of last year. We saw how good he was in those meaningful games, and we saw how good he's been at every single level. But the grind of a regular season, regular NHL season, is way different than just like, the adrenaline of a, a, a late season playoff push. So I do think it was a mistake starting him against the flames, the fourth straight in four games in a week. And I think they're going to have to learn from that. He's yep. still a young kid. He's still learning. And I don't think that takes away from any confidence that us as fans or the organization has in him, because he still has the ability. He still has the mental game. He still has all of the confidence in the world in, in himself. But you, yep. do need to, you do need to be careful. You do need to take this with extreme precaution because you do not want him suffering an injury like Eric Comrie likely suffered tonight.
1: From Dylan Baker, rough screw us big time. Yeah, we discussed that earlier. Um, again, the Clifton call, I think that's going to happen no matter what player it is. I mean, unless you're Connor McDavid making that hit, then you're probably getting away with maybe a two-minute penalty. Yeah. Uh, But it's unfortunate. Um, It was deserving of a match penalty. Uh, He did slightly leave his feet at the very end. Slightly.
0: That that felt like a type of NFL situation, right? Like the the head-to-head contact that you see all the time these days. Like they don't call it in the NHL nearly as much. But when it happens, as much as Gary Bettman doesn't uh, acknowledge the existence of um, hockey and concussions to CTE, I think they are trying to crack down on that type of play.
1: Yeah, agreed. Well, if that if that was the case, they would have probably suspended Brady Chuck for an extra game for you know cracking Alex Tuck's head on bare ice. But that's just me. But, um. Know. Yeah. Well, no, uh, Dylan. Yeah, we do know we were talking. We knew you were generally probably talking about the late game, Paul. But yeah, it, it, we t- we talked about other two. Is it was clear as day a missed call. Donnie showed how heated it was when uh, they uh, missed that call, but then called it. On, uh, was it UPL? It was UPL who cleared the puck? He shot it straight out, yeah. uh, straight up. Yep. Um, tough. It's tough when you're a goalie to have that happen. Uh, you and you and I both know you're more intending to, for it to be a kind of a wrist shot, kind of get under it, just flutters on you and just gets away.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't know if I have the uh, the arm strength to get it over the glass, but that's just me.
1: I uh, I'm not a great puck handler, but I can I can get it up the ice if I need to. Oh, I
0: can. I just uh, I, I prefer not to.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I uh, it, it is what it is, man. Buffalo played good enough to win tonight, that's for sure.
0: Totally. Um, against, against shot. The-
1: A lot of the analytics probably weren't on their side tonight. You know, I'm not an analytics guy, so I'm not going to try and dive into that. But they definitely played good enough to win tonight. Unfortunately, they were on the wrong side of on the, on the special teams. Um, uh, that match penalty, I think we killed that off but there was a four-on-four four to begin it that we got scored on against honestly. yeah um i liked what i saw on the lines i haven't even i know we talked about it last time i haven't even hated Okposo, olsen and gurgensen's
0: i think since we kind of acknowledged the elephant in the room of Okposo being slightly past not even slightly past way past his prime and potentially even too slow for today's game after the Montreal game. I think he has picked up his game a little bit. Definitely. I do I do think that the Senators game and also this game, he's played a little bit better. Gergensen's is him. Like, he will always be him until he doesn't, not him, like Stefan Diggs him. Like, he is who he is. He plays a relatively sound defensive game. He gets his chances. He had a breakaway tonight. Uh, unfortunately he does not have the skill to consistently score on breakaways. But I don't mind Zemgis-Kergensens at all. I think any team in the league would happily put Zemgis-Kergensens on their fourth line, plug and play him every night, and never have to worry about him. So that's what he is at this point, and he's the longest tenured guy on the team. He's an assistant captain. He's fine. I do believe we're going to run to a point where Okposo is going to do more harm than good. I really do believe that well
1: yeah with more games played it's an 82 game season like his bot he's old I always say old. like you know like what, what's that movie uh big Daddy he's, he's old he's so old oh like, old, old. Yeah. um you know old loose skin and old balls gross uh but anyways um yeah I mean I I, I kind of always thought at the beginning of the season that you have to give that guy veteran's days off, even for games. Like, you can't expect that guy to even play 70 games this season. Like, come
0: no. on. I mean, well, on. you see it all the time in the NBA with some of the older guys, load management. Dude, give him a Dylan. night off every now and then. Yes. Uh, that's a good point, Dylan. The power play looks bad.
1: Very, very bad. I wonder who's in charge of that. Do you know any idea, Connor?
0: Is it Matt Ellis?
1: I, I want to say it might be Matt Ellis. <laughs> Do well, I have
0: a hand in that. Matt uh L. L. Ellis L, Alice. I'm
1: actually gonna look this up right now.
0: Capital um, L is. Sabres. He wasn't a great a player. Team's coach. There's Mike Bales, Jason he, he, Christie. He, 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 Mike, Mike, Mike I don't Bales know the is the, hell that is. Mike, Mike Bales is the goalie coach. Well, I
1: know that. I know that. Um, I have no idea who. This Marty Wilford. Um, Yeah, I I, I doesn't really specify who would run the power play. I don't know who Jason Christie is, uh, but we all know who Matt Ellis is. He never played on a power play in the NHL. Jason
0: Jason Christie of the Sacramento Kings? Former former NBA great Jason Christie?
1: Yeah, he has to be the same guy, right?
0: Has to be. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's got some. Yeah, money. No, you never
1: know. So much crossover Uh between. Uh, could second- be, I yeah. could be
0: wrong. That might not even be his his first name. Um, but yeah, there's no creativity. Not nah. there's. Um, they're of course Darlene is a good quarterback, but they're not getting it to Tage the way they did last season on that left bumper, uh, the left hash. The bumper that they talked about in preseason that we saw Zach Benson do really well with has been largely ineffective. Uh, It doesn't seem like they're getting enough guys in front, as we saw in the Montreal game. Of course, it worked in the Ottawa game, and they had a a few dirty goals, which was really, really nice to see. But for the most part, it just feels very stagnant and lacking creativity and lacking ability to create chances, which is what the power play is for.
1: This is a this is a good this is a good comment. You're gonna laugh.
0: <laughs> we did hire a soccer coach. here. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. It's that time oh, of year. It's no. spooky season. Um, yeah, they need to wor- some work on the power play for sure. Uh, I will say, Brightside, Mister Brightside, the penalty kill looks great. Yes, it does. Jordan Greenway. Oh. You who who thought that Tage Thompson would be a first-line penalty killer? He's doing everything. He's – without the production that we've seen from him in recent years so far, he is a uh, candidate for MVP so far with the with the amount of effort that he's put in, the shots on goal, obviously only two tonight, but the goal was incredible. And he's been way better defensively than he was in the past. And I think –
1: well, Jordan, if,
0: uh, Green, Jordan if, Greenway has helped him accomplish that.
1: If you want to even be in the conversation to win the Hart trophy, you, you got to you no
0: know, Sabres MVP Yeah, you like, you team, the team, the, the, the team. Yes. But
1: it, it, you have to get to the playoffs. You know,
0: no, 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 no. I, so. I mean, Darlene is aside from a couple defensive errors tonight, he's squarely putting himself in early Norris conversation.
1: I agree. Yes. hundred uh, uh, percent. Which is, fantastic.
0: which is really, really cool. Finally got and his then, first goal of the season tonight. Yep. Yeah, nice, nice shot. And you need more of that on the power play. Unfortunately, at the end of the game, another situation where he put his head down and just fired it into shin pads. Of all people, Jack Hughes secured the game-winning block. Crazy that Jack Hughes yeah. blocked his shot to end the game. Dude, Jack Hughes,
1: you want to talk early? He Canada could be. The- he could be the MVP. I was gonna say, if you want to talk about early candidates to be MVP, Jack Hughes—he's he's the clear leader. 18, 18 points in seven games. If he only had one tonight, be, like you said, if he had one tonight. Uh, it'd be Jack Hughes. I uh,
0: know well, he's the clear favorite. Jack. Yeah, right. it's, it's like
1: the things that guy does with the puck, and like to your point, just he's willing to eat pucks, the shins. Like I just, you know, I know there was some uh, skepticism or how you were say the name. Uh, say the word, uh,
0: skepticism,
1: skepticism. Yes. Skepticism. How uh, his rookie year? Uh, and the, even the following year about like, you know, how good is this guy really?
0: I mean, and he was 18 nine, years old. Nine, and
1: nine points last year. And he's, just,
0: he's five, he's 5'10, 190 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And he was 18 years old. You can't expect a guy to come in and dominate the NHL. in his No, season. definitely not.
1: Definitely not. But
0: He's even talked about this off season, what he did to gain more speed. I was looking at some of the puck tracking stats that the NHL has this season. His speed bursts are as significant as anyone in the league this year. So not only does he have the skill and the vision and the playmaking, he's one of the fastest guys in the league now, which is
1: scary. Very scary. Uh, Sabres scores tonight. Uh, Cousins, Darlene. um, Paterka, and Thompson with Buffalo's four goals, assists going to Another uh, an assist to cousins, assist to Donnelly, or sorry, no. Assists went to Greenway, Jost, Ocposo, Power, Samuelson, Skinner, and Tuck on the uh beautiful Tage Thompson goal. And then uh before he was went out one of the game hurt, Comrie had sixteen saves on eighteen shots, and then Lucan in, in relief, eighteen saves on twenty one shots. Um I want to talk about V for, for a second. Because even with his time in Washington, he always seems to have Buffalo's number, and it drives me nuts.
0: Like, it doesn't matter what team yeah, this guy plays
1: he, for, uh, he has our number.
0: He's the, he's the COVID year nemesis. Yes.
1: Dude, it was nuts. Like, the guy just had our number. You know,
0: he's well, been he, 2 we, we only played the same teams in our division, and he started almost every single game we played against the Capitals. Yes, tough. Yes. Uh, Eric Hollow with two goals
1: tonight for the Devils. Um, and then Brad Holtz and Jack. I mean, they're saying Jack Hughes has that goal now on uh, NHL.com. Um, so again, one point being a goal. Uh, Timo Meyer with an assist, McLeod with an assist, Marino with an assist, uh, Ball with an assist, uh, and Luke Hughes with two two uh helpers, and then Vitek Vanacek 23 saves and 27 shots. And how about the Mike moment from the from the officials tonight? So you already got the penalty. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, what is it? You're going, you you're, he goes, you're getting the F and power play. You're getting the power play. Get the F out of here, is what he said. I was like, and there was one more other there was one more F and right before that. He's like, you fuck. And then he stopped himself.
0: Yeah. So that I, mean, I guarantee
1: you, if you watch any Pat McAfee lately, his hockey is awesome. So good I made sure I tagged him in that because I did kind of sort of make it onto the Pat McAfee show. Uh, the night after, the day after the uh, Alex tuck uh Hiatrick game. Love anybody it. If anybody wanted to look, my tweet essentially made it onto Pat's show.
0: The it, screenshot it, it, of his. No, no, no. That was, those were
1: pictures that I took in front of my TV. Of, of his. Uh, of his. Yeah. I took both. Those were both my pictures that I took in front of my TV. Did he credit you? I did not get any credit, Pat. I'm That's pretty pretty disappointed because hey, if you uh, look at uh, if you, if you look at those pictures and you look at the, my, my original tweet, that is, it was our hey, 1,000. I'm uh,
0: I'm, in, I'm in the biz. I've got some connections. I'll reach out to him as, and ask for some uh, retroactive credit.
1: Yes, please. I, I appreciate it. But I made sure that I did the same thing tonight. Uh, we're got the good old DVR, or uh, if you want to take it back to the Tropic Thunder, TiVo. If you want to call it TiVo, was that what they call it? like you know, the the original DVR? something like that <laughs> uh rewound it and caught it. it almost you know live time and uh posted it and tagged him so he can't he has to give me credit this time around if he does bring it up on the hockey is awesome segment on his show which i'm sure he will bring this up because he did so he did dedicate like a good minute just to the referees uh uh was it yesterday yeah i um
0: yeah, I hope he gives you credit, too. You deserve yes. it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm happy he's acknowledging the game, growing the game. I think he's probably got some new fans into it, especially in, like, Indiana. So, yeah, I uh, I am appreciative of his commitment to the bit.
1: Yes. Rakeen, we already uh, addressed that. Uh, yeah, we yes. do. Uh, depending on how long Devin's going to be out, we'll see.
0: Short answer, yes. Long answer, probably, probably. yes.
1: Probably yes. Short answer, yes. Long, yes. Probably. Most likely. They've had a goalie
0: Uh, issue since Ryan Miller left.
1: uh, Last question we'll take, and then we're going to wrap up. Lots on Sabre's attendance problem. Uh, My thoughts are
0: start winning hockey games. Yeah. I've got some friends in Buffalo, and that is they've been there since high school. And they had season tickets. They got rid of them, obviously, in the tough years. And at this point, they are only going to support the team. They're only going to go to games, which from every perspective is a subpar experience throughout the league. Yeah. I don't care that much. I'll go to the game. I'll get a beer. I'll sit in the shitty seats that they have. Yep. And it doesn't matter to me, but a lot of people are frustrated and they want a winning product. Mm-hmm. You saw opening night packed house without a doubt, a sellout 19, 19,030 yep. people. And the atmosphere was incredible. Obviously, we were honoring RJ, so that helped. The Rangers in town, it was a Bill Sunday Night Football weekend. Yep. Packed house. And it, I would say it was 90% to 10% Sabres to Rangers fans. Correct. That was really, really cool to see, and I was happy to be there for that. But if you continue to lose big games, especially with the expectations the team had this season, it's going to be tough to get the support of the fans. Yeah. Point point point, blank. period. Plus, it is especially in the hundred level. It is expensive to go to these games.
1: It is, man. And then with the, the it is, it's you don't blame people for not going to games. man. I
0: flew home and I paid one hundred forty dollars a seat for me and my parents to go to the home opener. And I was willing to pay that because of the experience. And I'm glad that I did. But not everybody's willing to do that especially if you live in Buffalo and you've been going to these games and supporting the team for as many years as you have. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to blame the fans for the attendance problem. The team's got to start winning the games. The organization needs to put a better product out there and also a better fan game day experience, point blank period.
1: So comment uh, another comment. And I don't know if I should take this personally or not. Uh, Cause I'm 36. You look like you're 14 now with with a beard now that you cut your hair. Is, is he talking are they talking about me? I think
0: there's gotta be talking about me.
1: Maybe. Um you know, it says Dwayne, you look oh man. I man. look like I'm 14.
0: Well not a so beard, lot. sure. I, I, mean, I could I could say to, to be I would fair, probably
1: get I, I would probably get ID'd if I shaved my beard.
0: Yeah. To, to, to be fair, I look ten years younger after shaving my beard and in my hair. So it happens. And also that's a compliment.
1: Yep. Gar, always thankful for you uh, whenever you pop in uh, and thank you for your support. Uh, And then uh, Sabres play at home like their parents are watching their first Honestly,
0: that is so true. Literally. Literally. Uh, Well, unless they're wearing wearing the Goathead jersey. Except when they're wearing the Goatheads and hopefully, eventually that jersey behind me.
1: My favorite, man. I love the Goathead, but I love that jersey too. I got a hashic one hanging in the closet right now. So, but um, any final thoughts or else before we get out of here?
0: Good game. Unfortunate bounces. Unfortunate calls. I'm encouraged. I'm optimistic, especially the way they played in the last three to four. Okay, yeah, you not be
1: optimistic with the way they saw that they beat Ottawa. Yeah. It's
0: no, they no, they and like, obviously, it's Islanders, Canadians, Senators, Devils. I think they played well in all four games. They've deserved to win all four games.
1: So obviously You can't control injuries, but I think if you have Devin Levi in that tonight, you win.
0: If you have Eric Comrie in that tonight, you win.
1: Well, yes, yes. But, you know, obviously, I think Eric's probably gone for the foreseeable future. If Devin would have been ready to go tonight, I think you would have won.
0: So. Yeah, likely. Uh, and then, as we said, you only play Devin Levi if he's 100% healthy on Sunday morning. You only play Zach Benson if he's 100% healthy on Sunday morning. And if not, you throw that same lineup back out there, UPL as the starter, Levi as the backup, I'd imagine. Uh And then you try to win a game against one of the best teams in the league. It's a Goathead game. They are 11-1-1 in the Goatheads. The only regulation loss coming on a weird Monday night this past January against the Flyers where they got shut out somehow. Yeah, Uh, I forget what the overtime loss was.
1: I can't remember myself, honestly. Yeah,
0: but... They seem to play better in those. They seem to have more energy, especially at home. As Darlene says, they feel evil. Yeah. So I think you can be optimistic going into Sunday, and hopefully they play well and get the win.
1: Yeah. I I agree with most of those points. Um, Hopefully Devin's ready to go, and he's 100%. If not, we're probably waiting until the Philadelphia back-to-back to to see him. Yeah. I hope Benson's good to go because I think he adds something dynamic to this lineup that we just don't have in really any other player. Um, and we're just going to be a, one more game closer to getting Jack Quinn back whenever, you know, that eventually is. Um, Cause he's definitely missed on the power play for sure. Uh, I can't stress that enough, but seeing how good JJ Paterka is playing right now makes me extremely excited for when he does eventually get back because them two together, their rookie year was fantastic getting Paterica to make this net jump to the next level. Uh, what you expect Jack Quinn to bring to the table. Um, super excited for that. And you know, one more week closer to figuring out where the hell Pat Kane's is going to sign. So,
0: Yeah. Well, I would argue likely not the Sabres at this point, but who knows? Yeah,
1: we'll see. Uh, again, I, I, Last time it was reported, Buffalo was still allegedly top of the list. So we'll see.
0: But that, as we said last time, I think that would do wonders for the middle six and the bottom six.
1: So that'll do cool. wonder for the middle six, the bottom six, and attendance for at least 10 games.
0: That, <laughs> that first game,
1: for sure. For sure, that first game, yes. Um, but uh with that said, uh this has been another installment of All Hang Up and Listen. Brought to you by Outlaw Liquor, the place to buy a case on George Urban Boulevard. Let them know two boys from two goalies, one Mike, sent to you. Uh, I am Dwayne for Connor Hurley. Uh, We will talk to you on Sunday. You guys have a good night. Enjoy your weekend. Go Bills. Go Savers.